Welcome to Manager Duels. Today's topic, how to set annual goals, part one of three. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome to Manager Tools. Many managers are going through goal-setting efforts right now for 2008, and typically at this time of year we get lots of questions about goals and goal-setting. Sometimes they're dispiriting. Managers spend an awful lot of time wordsmithing their intent into corporate frameworks. All that time would be far better spent thinking about goals themselves and how the achievement of those goals will help the organization. A lot of managers also have to create goals that are smart. And as you'll find in today's cast, we don't recommend you're doing so unless you have to. We dislike them so much, we almost call this cast, Smart Goals Are Stupid. Well, yeah, yeah, we really don't like them. In fact, we spent a good bit of our time in our introduction talking about smart goals, so beware. The fact that the technique is so widespread and so often ineffective causes us to want to address it fully. And hey, who would have thought that our answer would be empty goals? Yeah, right, okay. Here we go. I have something for you here. I have a soapbox just built <laughs> just right for smart goals. So feel free. Yes, I um well I'll do my best to help you rein me in, but but you don't like smart goals either. No, you're right. I don't. Um, but like you said, I, I take my I take my role of reining you in sometimes <laughs> very seriously. So this will be <laughs> this will be no different. <laughs> and our wonderful audience and I will thank you for it. Why don't you like smart goals? Yeah, <sighs> you see, you're already inciting the ranting. We're just getting started. There you go. Feel so, free. Let, so, let, but, let your inner rant loose for yeah, me yeah. on we'll, smart goals. Okay. So let's let's before we do that, though, let's just start more slowly talking about annual goals. You know, when, when this cast comes out, folks will be in the middle, right smack in the middle of them. And yep. There's all this kind of individual floundering happening. Yeah. You know, um, it's very much like what happens around annual reviews. Of course, as we've said many times in the cast before, and, and for, for newer managers, they don't understand this, uh, or newer people to, to large organizations, they don't understand that there are two types of corporations um, that uh, – um, in terms of how they handle annual reviews, some do them on higher anniversary or date of higher anniversary or what have you. And so managers are doing reviews year round. And then most companies, I, I don't have a number for it, but I would say the, the majority and perhaps even the vast majority um, do them annually at the end of the calendar year. And so in the January timeframe, there's this, this frisson of, of, of wasted energy of managers Um I don't know, maybe it has something to do with being cold outside in the north, and so people feel like they're not going to get anything done anyway. But um, really, when annual reviews are being done in companies where they're all done at the same time of the year, the entire mission of most organizations gets set aside to some degree. You just can't get stuff done. Um, 
because everyone is trying to figure out what their goals will be for next year. Or in the case of reviews, everyone's trying to figure out, okay, what's the appropriate verbiage? And can I say that for this guy? And who do I have to trade for that? And what is the boss? And how big is the pot? And how is the pie going to be? I mean, you know, touching base and making sure your mentors to talking up, talking you up to your boss and blah, 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 blah. Um, it's the same thing happening when it comes to goal setting. Um, uh, you, you can, you can just hear in, in December and early January when bosses are saying, okay, you got to come up with goals. Mind boggling to me that the boss isn't saying, okay, let's sit down and talk about what my goals are and where you're going to fit in. But anyway, you can hear the inner voices of managers and best friends saying, okay, okay, here's the deal. Now you want to be high. You, I mean, you, you want to set a good goal. You want people to notice your goal. You got to be high. You got to stand out. But not too high. You know, you don't, you know, no, 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 don't, don't, don't overdo it, Mr. Miz. You, you, it's, it's gotta be, that would be bad if it was too high. Gosh, you're a career killer. You know, you can't do that. Um, you have a great year and then your boss says, well, gee, sorry, uh, no bonus for you. And you feel like your boss is a Grinch. But of course you did to yourself a year in advance by setting a goal that was too high because you thought you would shoot for the moon. And so these managers say to themselves, no, 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 no. They're rubbing their fingers and thumbs together saying, we must do it just right. Just, just right. Um, just so. Yes, yes, we must, we must. And it's, it's dramatic. It's, it's high drama. It's, uh, it's soap operatic. In fact, it's soap oxygen. Maybe I don't know. Wow. I, I feel like I just got done listening to a Dr. Zeus novel or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm, uh, uh, Gollum or something in, in the Hobbit. Um, it's, it, it is a slight dramatization, but sadly only a slight dramatization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in my experience, because goals are the first step in the year later doling out of limited rewards, it becomes yeah. very personal, you know, almost private, really. Managers don't talk to each other nearly enough about the content of their goals. Totally agree. And not even process. They don't share how they do it with their peers. They don't pass on tips you know, or even show each other last year's goals. Yeah, it's really people aren't bizarre. sitting down together, are they? They're not no. saying, hey, look, what do you got? And, you know, let, let's talk about it. And maybe I can steal some verbiage for you. In fact, you really touched a nerve on that one. I, um, for me, that what you just said is totally true in many, many places. And it is a sad indictment of far too many managers. Um Every once in a while, we get a note from someone that confesses to guiltily not sharing manager tools with others. Um, you know, they say, oh, you know, I want to get ahead. And I just, you know, I don't want them to know how, where I got all my smarts. Um, it just seems wrong to me and, and frankly, sad um, to say nothing of the fact that it makes organizations in general woefully inefficient in this regard that we're not sharing with one another. Um and that's not even it. I mean, there's another piece of this that's a problem for me as well. Yeah, and I know what you're going to say, so you don't need to. When we say managers aren't sharing, they're not even sharing with the managers who report to them. I mean, talking yeah. about being inefficient. Yeah. Um, you think about that. What's scary about that is that our process, which this cast is not about, for goal development among managers is really kind of iterative, right? Uh, it takes a few weeks. The manager, the director will talk about the manager of managers will call director, even though many people use different, different terms, but we're going to, in the U.S., a manager of managers is often called a director. We don't mean a corporate director as in board member, but we mean 
a director one level above a manager and usually some level below vice president as an example. Um, you know, a director is working with her managers for a number of weeks, batting back and forth. Okay, here's here's my purview. Where do you guys, where do you all fit in? And then well, here's what I'm thinking, and let's make sure that we're all on the same page. Because ultimately, everybody, all of your manager's goals should fit in in a way that allows you to achieve your goals. Um, and it takes a few weeks. Look, if you don't share, per your point, if you're not sharing vertically, um you get a lot of sort of partially frozen kind of ice flows. They're kind of slushing around and bumping into each other. Um, and and it, it's just, it, you feel like it's terribly inefficient. There's no, there's no synergy. Um, and you really need a, a, a process shift or quite frankly, a business shift. Um, managers thinking, oh, we have to pay attention. We better get aligned uh, to get everybody moving in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, but we're really talking about a different cast now. Yes, yeah. yes, we are. As if, as if there's not a lot to talk about with goals. Yeah, I think our team process for goals is probably another topic. So, yeah, um, let's share the basics for now. Okay, good. Um, we've really got three sections to this cast: um, an introduction, which which I think you tell me, you disagree or disagree, but I think it's going to be long. Okay. Then we're going to have, we've got three points we're going to make in the introduction. We've got, then we're going to talk about how to create effective annual goals. And then we're going to finish with an epilogue. And so let me just go in a little bit more detail first. And that's in the introduction, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do something a little bit unusual, a little bit of a departure for us because we have a long introduction. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we need to do this that often, but in this case, I think it may be warranted. We'll see what happens. We'll do a little beta test here, which is we're going to start with bluff, bottom line up front. And um, we're going to say that in the introduction, we're going to tell you the core of this cast is we recommend what we call MT goals. Okay. Uh, then in part two of the introduction, we're going to tell you what smart goals are, because there are some people who are listening who says, well, what is this smart goal stuff? Well, we're going to walk through that so everybody understands. And then we're also going to tell you why we think they aren't smart. Or as one person says, you know, it's pretty harsh to say why smart goals are stupid. Um, we're, tr we're going to try to avoid the word stupid, but the fact, fact is, even if they're not stupid, they're definitely not smart. Yeah. Um, and, and you try hard not to be harsh. So Yeah, I do. Okay. I try very hard, and sometimes I fail. Um, Occasionally. I, I really am a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> really, really. Um, keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, I keep saying I'll, It's a little mantra. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. Um, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Um, how to get, part two, the meat of the cast is how to create effective annual goals. We're going to start with using MT goals. We'll go into a great deal of detail there, talking about goals and proxies and so on. We've got a series of, I think we've got six sub points to using MT goals. And then it, further, some guidance regarding the goal setting environment you're in. We're going to recommend that you stay narrow that you plan for Q4 completion, that's fourth quarter completion. We recommend you do backwards planning, which again is another cast all by itself, but we want to introduce it here. And then we're also going to talk about front-loading tasks. And then I mentioned the epilogue. Um, we're going to share what I call the story of John and the gate guards, which is a really neat true story from my consulting experience about a great manager and an experience I had helping a manager see the simplicity of goals and, and how to use them and, and uh, his transformation from 
somebody else owns all the goals and I have to go pay for them sort of to, wow, it's not as hard as I thought. And I hope that many managers listening now will say after they hear that and after they do goals this year, we'll say, wow, okay, he's right. It wasn't that hard. So that's it. It's a great story. So, okay. So let's start. So let's start with bluff. Um, this, like you said earlier, this is a little different for us, but I like it because our introduction here is a bit longer than right. usual. So the right. bluff for this cast is we recommend empty goals. Now, and everyone, just stop the the, the groaning right now because there you go. Okay, full disclosure, we were using that name long before Manager Tools ever came into being. So stop yeah, the groaning in much now. the same way that we recommend in a hot wash exercise that we use what went well and take a look at. We had the WWW over the World Wide Web along before the World Wide Web dip, just so everybody knows. Um, we did not trademark it, much to our chagrin. Yeah, we should, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we, we do recommend MT goals, and we are absolutely <laughs> at our very soul opposed to the idea of creating acronyms that end up getting twisted around as much as a pretzel just to give somebody a convenient mnemonic so they can remember things. I um, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, but we're lucky in that we, we have one. We didn't even have to try. So, okay, what, yeah. what are MT goals? Simple. Um, MT goals are just the M and the T of the SMART goal concept, which is to say measurable and time-bound. What we mean when we recommend empty goals is that any goal that you come up with should be by definition measurable, which we'll describe in detail later, and it should ha should be bound by time. In other words, it should, or we recommend it have a deadline. Okay. Now look, the reason we recommend those two is that they really truly are the heart of the smart goal concept. We're going to be blunt here. Fancy that. And say that not too many managers go around coming up with non-specific goals. The measurable part of MT usually eliminates that. Furthermore, there's enough reason not to come up with unachievable goals that the A part of SMART goals isn't really necessary either, um, nor is the word relevant. Your boss will absolutely keep you from coming up with irrelevant <laughs> goals in my experience. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. I promise you will. <laughs> the only two tenants of SMART goals that are inviolable are measurable and time-bound or time-constrained, and that's where you should spend. We recommend you spend all of your energy. Yeah. And, and we can go on for hours, but we this will. Is, yeah, we will. And we will. Believe me, people know us by now. But this is just a quick bluff, so everyone knows what the you know the core of the show this week. But let's get on with the rest of the introduction. We want everyone to know about smart goals because yeah, really, I mean, they're 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 just all over the place. So yes. So what are smart goals? Yeah. Um, this is a little bit unusual, I think, for us to talk about something that we disagree with. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but I think it's instructive. Um, you cannot turn around at the end of a calendar year or at the end of a fiscal year in some organizations without hearing people talk about smart goals, right? Right. In oh. fact, there are some directors and managers and vice presidents and so on who act as if they're delivering manna from heaven. Oh, by the way, this year we're going to use this new concept I just read about. It's called smart goals. And this is no, no ageism implied here. This is a 55-year-old VP saying, I just learned about smart goals. You know, 
<laughs> where were you when we invented fire? <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay. Remember, so, remember um, the, the, be the nice Mark. Nice. Yes, yeah, that's right. I'll be the, I'll be the, I won't be the dark Mark. Um, um, l- but let's spend a minute and let's walk through what the acronym stands for. Um, and we've already really alluded to it. And, and, and then we'll talk about why it works and why we believe it does not work. Okay. Um, SMART is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, achievable, or attainable, which I think is essentially a fair um, exchange, achievable or attainable or largely the same thing. The R is relevant or realistic or results-oriented. Very bad sign there. Three different R's, all of which mean different things. And the last one is time-based or tangible. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about tangible. Okay. So let's talk about each one of these for a minute. Okay. So specific. What that means is that your goal should address something direct and related to your work that is easily understood um, and is not as broad as if I do this one goal, I will have achieved everything else. Specific is designed to get managers to think about their their organizations, their purview uh, somewhat granularly. And it really encourages, and, and I, I would argue in, in a good way, uh, it, it argues for smaller, more uh, clearly understood goals that aren't tied to 17 different measures. Um, they tend to be easier to understand. So that's what specific means. Measurable simply means that you can measure it. And we're going to talk later about the word improve. Uh, I, I see that that is the most used word um, when it comes to goals in annual reviews and development plans. Improve my X. Improve the organization's Y or something like that. It's just the worst word in the world. And, and it is absolutely not measurable in any real sense. Are there people who will argue, well, Mark, technically it's measurable. If we had, if we had a hundred dollars in sales and we went to 101, I improved sales. So technically I achieved my goal. Um, uh, the definition of a goal is not better than the previous performance. The definition of a goal is a difference between your performance and the new performance. And, and improvement doesn't do it. So anyway, measurable means usually there's a number associated with that. And we'll talk about more about that later. Um, achievable or attainable just means you don't say the company is going to double in size next year because I, as a purchasing manager, is going to help it do it. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Um, there's nothing wrong with reaching for the stars, although... To tell the truth, we are not going to recommend that in this cast, right? I mean, we, we really can't tell people in this cast with the breadth of, of, of folks we have listening that they should swing for the fences. Um, because too often in too many organizations, there's a chance that those, those fence swingers will be punished because they didn't achieve their goals. E- even though, in fact, the, the majority of organizations respond to goals at the end of the year with a polite disdain and don't seem to go back and revisit them unless they need ammunition to get somebody in trouble. Right. Um, the R is a particularly interesting one. Um, R stands for relevant or uh, realistic or results-oriented. I, I, I hesitate to describe all three, define all three, but relevant means, well, it's related to your work. Okay, guess what? Your boss will take care of that for you. Realistic, I, I think, is addressed by the whole um, 
achievable thing. Either it's achievable or it's not. And if it's not achievable, it's not realistic. Uh, and then results oriented. And, and I think there's some value in that one in the sense that you, you want to make it, um, something that is, you're not measuring the first step, but you're measuring an output for your organization. You're not just going to measure whether or not you do one on ones. You're going to measure retention. Uh, you're not just going to measure, um, feedback. You're going to measure improvement or you're going to measure performance versus a known standard. Uh, and, and feedback is the way to get there. And that's the only R that ever made sense to me. The other two. Yeah. Just yeah. The other ones, but, but, but look, go to the web. Dude, oh, I go have. to the web. Dude, I did. <laughs> yeah. You're right. There. It's there. It's all you over the place. There. But my favorite one is the T for time-based or tangible. Okay. I just really think somebody in HR got a hold of time base and said, we wouldn't want to scare anybody by putting a deadline on these things because that would be bad, right? Um, um, it, it could be replaced with tangible. Uh, and really, I'm, I'm kind of getting in here. Why do we think they, they aren't smart? But anyway, the idea of all of these is that if you subject the goals that you write down on paper to this test of smart, and if it meets all five tests, it's a good or worthy goal. And I want to caveat that a little bit by saying, if a goal that you set actually meets the SMART criteria, it is better, by definition, I believe, than the vast majority of goals. If, in fact, you meet all five, and you're not kidding yourself, it is going to be better than a goal that doesn't meet those five. So I, I believe it is an incremental improvement. The problem is it's treated as if it is the synchronon of goal setting. Oh, well, you know, if we're going to do goals, then we've definitely got to use SMART. And this right. is said by a billion, a CEO of a billion dollar company. That's like saying, you know, if we're going to do math, we really need to use a calculator and not an abacus. Okay. Right. Good call there. Right. But, 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 you know, but as you said, but as far as they go, they're, they're not bad. I mean, so, no. so why, do, so why do we think they're not smart though? First, you're right. As far as they go, they're not bad. If every manager, like I said, if they tried smart goals and they didn't have any idea what they were doing, and that is a lot of managers, in my experience, when it comes to goal setting, we'd be a lot better off than we are right now. It makes people think about their goals. Uh, and the metric, though it is often hilariously applied, moves folks towards something that will create better results in the long run. Okay. But, but let, me just, let me just tell you a couple of things that I think are really misleading and, quite frankly, ineffective. And if you want to use a short word, just plain bad. <laughs> The whole time-based thing, it could be that, that people would, that would go to a website or something, not knowing any better, some, some, some manager says to his admin, he says, hey, look, Bob, go out and get some stuff on smart goals because we need them because we got to do goals again. And I haven't been in this job that long. I got new people. I really know what the, you know, like we got to get to know them better. So let's do smart goals. And Bob goes out and he happens to fasten himself to a website that doesn't use time-based. He use, they use the word tangible. And I think on one website, it sends something like you can touch or something you can feel as if, as if a, um, as if getting, uh, improving, uh, or, or getting sales of $50 million is something you can feel or touch. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty vague use of the words feel and touch. Um, if every manager, I'm sorry, but if every manager set every goal that was totally tangible, and realistic. Now listen to this now. If every manager set every goal that was totally tangible and realistic and specific and achievable and none of them had any time constraints, you're talking a monumental disaster. Without uh, a look, doubt. Maybe I'm crazy, but I simply do not see how you can have a goal that does not have a deadline. 
this is like some weird parallel universe. Oh, time doesn't <laughs> exist here. <laughs> um, if we have everything else and I set one of those goals, one of those kind of goals, a smart goal, but it's not time constrained and my boss dings me for it halfway through the year, all the way through the year, I can simply say to him or her, hey, I'm not done yet. Yeah, and I'm your boss, and I say, well, I need to be done for this other stuff we're, go we're doing. And I say, dude, now, now, I probably wouldn't say dude to my boss, now you're being unfair. We agreed on this goal. You said this goal was okay. It's the whole smart thing. Tangible, right? It is tangible, right? And now you're punishing me because I need two more months here at the end of the year? Look, I never thought it was going to take you this long. Well, neither did I. But time isn't one of our criteria, boss. The T in SMART stands for tangible. Let me tell you something. I can taste this stuff. Oh, God. Okay. Well, we could probably go on for hours with this one. Yeah. I, I can defend myself pretty well. If you're my boss and you don't put a deadline on my work, let me tell you, I can string it out. We're going to be here a long time. Yeah. Um, look, bad bosses complain that their directs do that very thing. And the bad boss was essentially complicit in the beginning by not putting a deadline on it. And I'll tell you, I've actually had HR people say, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to these big things, we better not put a deadline because it can stress people out. And, and you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm alone, but I'm the boss who would look at them and says, if stress makes them do better, I'm okay with that. In fact, I told an HR person once, Mike, I said, look, you know, there are two types of stress, right? And they said, no, 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 no. What do you mean? I said, there are two types of, of stress. No, there's not. I said, yeah, there are. You just need to do some research. And I said, there is distress, which is stress that causes the body to engage in fight or flight mechanism and tends to be, or tends to overly tax the brain and the body. And then there's something called eustress, spelled E-U, and then the word stress, which is, which is a heightening of the senses, what you feel before you have to sink an important free throw, or when Michael Jordan says, I want the ball, when all your senses are attuned, that's a form of stress too. The whole no pain, no gain thing is all about stress. You stress your system, and the system improves because of that. Um, but, but I've actually had HR people say, no, 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 no deadlines. We don't, we don't want stress here. Like, man, how do you think the CEO got to be CEO? It's because she's been stressed for a long time and she stepped up because of it. And in fact, her tolerance for stress has greatly increased because of that. Um, and, and look, I'm overplaying it to make a point, and I apologize for that. Yeah, um, yeah. Put your hands in the air and step away from the soapbox. <laughs> there you go. Put my hands in my pockets, as I, a there friend of mine. I told Neff Hudson once, I said, look, you know, when, when things get hot and heavy, hands in your pockets. Um, measurability and timeliness are the only factors that count in effective goal setting. It's not like companies are measured or need to be sensitive to time, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah. The whole idea of having to produce a financial report, which is a big fat pile of measures um, on a certain timeline, just absolutely flies in the <clears throat> face the idea of specific or achievable or results-oriented. It's all about measurability and timeliness. Um, look, I'm just getting started too. How do you balance relevant, realistic, and results oriented? I, I mean, you know, you go, like I said, I went out to like 20 websites and I looked and they're all over the map. Um, again, you know, I'll say it one more time. You don't need realistic goals if they're achievable and attainable. If they're achievable and attainable, then they are realistic. Yeah. Okay. But here's what's going to surprise everyone. That wasn't even your real issue with them. 
No, that's not my big issue with smart goals. I, I disagree with the with the concept as being intellectually flawed. Okay, and, and I acknowledge that there are plenty of intellectually flawed ideas that work that 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 provide value that deliver with the same amount of time more value than a, a, an unstructured, unfocused, undirected effort. Uh, essentially, a very inefficient effort. So, smart goals do make us slightly more efficient. Of course, efficiency in the service of ineffectiveness is not a very good thing. Um, but my big issue really is something process related and not definitional. Um, look, here's my fundamental issue. Over two thirds of the goals that I see developed by managers who have been told to use smart guidelines end up not being smart goals. They're not. Now, wait, you say, wait, how can that be? <laughs> Their bosses wanted smart goals. Yes. They were told what smart goals were, or they were asked to go find out. And of course, individually, of course, no group help going on during this process. And then they put those goals together. I mean, you can find it. If, if, look, we, we happen to like Google. Just Google smart goals, folks. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get the response back in 0.19 seconds or 0.019 seconds. Um so, so they, they put their smart goals together or what intelligent people believe are smart goals. They sent them into their boss and she either read them or, or she met with the direct or the, the direct met with their boss and their boss went over those goals. And then for some reason, some consultant was called in and they were still not smart goals. Yes, I submit to you. No, they were not. In fact, I always wanted to say that. Yes, I submit. No, they were not. <laughs> Sounds like something I would say on the witness stand. Um, well, but yeah, two-thirds of the time, they're yeah. not. Yeah, and here's the really, really sad part. With the two most likely ports of the smart to be violated are the two most critical ones, measurable and time-constrained. Why is that? Because they're the important ones. They're the hard ones. They know. Look, why would you want to worry about the? Why would you want to spend a lot of time on those? Because those are the ones that are going to actually catch you. Right. Exactly. Those are the ones yeah. that are going to prevent a you from actually being successful. A lot of time worrying, wordsmithing, editing for the other characteristics because they don't know exactly what specific or achievable or results oriented or relevant or realistic, for that matter, means or or have them for fend <laughs> tangible. Okay. Um, it ends up being more words, meaning a great deal less. And let me give you an example, Mike. It's the difference between improve functions and outbound freight order processing to reduce negative impact of not meeting 80% ship accuracy plant standard. And an MT goal, improve ship accuracy to 85% by October 30th, period. I like that. Now that's an MT goal. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Right? It sounds like John Madden saying, bam! Yeah, bam. <laughs> it's bam! And you know what? Uh, you know, we, we have so many international listeners, and I would love to hear some international examples of this. The one that is most, that comes to mind most clearly culturally in America is John F. Kennedy as president saying, we will put a man on the moon in this decade. And you know what? If you didn't say in this decade, that ain't happening in 1969. 
It's just not. Yeah. And right. and by the way, man in the moon, man on the moon, quite measurable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either he did or he did not. Yeah, that's why um, that whole first step was so important. He he, he John uh, Kennedy would have um, failed one of his goals, so you want to make sure that yeah. <laughs> the whole first step thing going. And 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 look, here's the beauty of that second one, and I just want to repeat it because it has such a it's it's the BAM, it's the it's uh, John Madden's BAM, as you said. Improve ship improve ship accuracy to eighty five percent by October thirtieth. Here's the cool little secret about that short little MT goal. It is also a smart goal. It is specific. It is measurable. It is achievable. It is results oriented and it is time-based by definition. I love that. Yeah. But if you spend a lot of time worrying about specific and achievable and results oriented and you don't get to measurable and time-based smart is killing you. Right. And you need to get rid of the time spent on S and A and R and focus on M and T. Yeah. Having nothing to do with manager tools. Yeah. Cool. Well, okay, folks. So we we apologize a little bit for the length here, but we just wanted you all to understand the smart process because – yeah, it's possible that it's going to be coming to a neighborhood near you. Yeah, very right. Soon and, here. and look, the fact is, not everybody uses manager tool stuff. We respect that and understand it. And it's not like every manager at Walmart, the biggest company in the world, is using smart goals. And yet, they tend to be doing pretty well. Or they're not using MT, but they tend to be doing pretty well, right? Yeah. So, so we understand that many of you will have to consume smart goals, and you might as well know what our take on it is and what we recommend you do around smart goals. Yeah. Okay. So now the soapbox disappears we stick it under the desk and we move on to the the core of our show our recommendations for how to avoid the stupid trap of smart so let's cover how to create effective annual goals now you know i just before i let go of my soapbox i just want to tell everybody i don't know if i've ever said this on air i i think i have i actually do have a soapbox it is in my living room when i was at proctor they gave away gifts and it was one of the it was a replica of a wooden box that was used to ship Soap from the riverfront in Cincinnati. And every day I walk by it 10 times a day. I couldn't stand on it. I'm too big and way too yeah, much, but yeah. yeah. Good. Thank, thanks for, thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We'll end it there for this week's show and we'll continue uh, next week. If you're thinking about signing up for the Chicago manager tools, effective manager conference, March 25th and 26th in Chicago, um, you'll want to do so quickly. We literally have less than a handful of slots left. So if you have your heart set on it, you might want to do it really quickly. We'd love to be able to put more than 100 people in the conference, but we just really can't deliver an effective experience that way. So there you go. Thanks, everyone, for a great 2007. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how much Mark and I are just loving what we're doing and And everyone listening here is a part of that. So thank you very much. We had a great 2007, and we're looking forward to even greater things in 2008. I hope you stick around for it. All right? We'll see you all next year. (laughs) So long. 